welcome in. My name is Simone Mercer-Huggins. I am an investor and trader, and so far I've built over seven figures from the ground up. And now this community is doing the same. The Ms. Wealthy movement is here to share tools, resources, strategies, and support on all things financial freedom. Tune in for everything money, investing, mindset, trading, and everything in between. If you want to be a powerful player in the wealth creation game, you're in the right place. So welcome to the Kiss My Money podcast. Hi, welcome back to the Kiss My Money podcast. My name is Simone Mosa Huggins, your host. If you are just tuning in for the first time, then welcome. We have a bunch of episodes in the library, as you will see, this is not the first or the tenth. We're now across the 80 mark, which is so exciting. Um, heading for 100. Now, you can find pretty much everything that you need here, but if you also want me to cover anything, then send me a DM on Instagram and we can add it to the list of topics to talk about because obviously there is so much to cover when it comes to personal finance, money, investing, mindset. It's all wrapped up in one when essentially when we're talking about wealth creation, right? So we love to hear what you want to be covered. Okay, so let's dive in straight into this episode uh, all about retirement accounts. We're talking about what you're actually doing like what's the end game for you investing it's it's to retire right here's the thing <laughs> if you listen to last week's episode where i was talking about emergency funds and how i mentioned i don't love that phrase i also don't love the phrase retirement so obviously the idea of retiring amazing you have time freedom you're doing what you want the whole point of investing and building wealth is so that you can be quote unquote work optional right? Where you don't have to work. You can work if you choose to, when you get to spend your time doing whatever you want. The thing is the mind is an incredible powerhouse. And often we can have a subconscious unconscious reaction without us even knowing it's happening to things that we maybe don't want to experience. For example, like getting old. (laughs) So if you associate a retirement fund with Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get, be, I'm gonna be old. I won't be in the prime of my life. Then that's something that maybe again very similar to the emergency fund that we want to shift the wording around. Language is a very, very, very powerful thing, um, and to change it to something like work optional, um, you know, whatever really aligns with you. It might be like financial independence, financial freedom, just freedom. Um, you know, next stage of my life, my, like my time, literally my time. Um, it really has to, again, align with you because if we, are subconsciously priming yourself for creating something called retirement, when you have a subconscious reaction to getting old and not being in the prime of your life, then obviously you're going to not want to work towards that and that's not the intention that's not the game so definitely call it something that is more aligned with you i see retirement as something that is more work optional i actually don't have like this association with retirement of 
I'm not going to be in the prime or that means I can't work because I love what I do. And um, at the stage now with the wealth that I have built has meant that now I can where kind of my husband and I are part work optional um, already. So that freedom of experiencing it means that well, it isn't this thing that's out of reach anymore. Um, or I certainly before I started investing, I thought that, oh my God, there's just no way I'll even get to that. But as you, if you have been listening for a while, if you've been in this movement for a while, then you know at least my story and probably many other people's story about starting to invest and how quickly you can actually happen when you have a really solid plan and you know how to manage money, right? So the idea of retirement isn't something that I have a reaction to. So I'm just going to call it retirement fund for the purpose of this episode. So we're all on the same page. And I'm going to talk about the actual accounts and what they mean in your country. So first off, I kind of want to cover the topic of you being in control. And when I see retirement accounts, um, I see it as something that we don't have total 100% control over. By that, I mean, if you are choosing to use a retirement account and, for example, max out your retirement account contributions, uh, if you're in Australia, you might have heard Barefoot Investor reference that you're like maxing out your super account, for example. If you are in the US and you've heard of people like saying, you know, make sure, make sure you max out your Roth IRA contributions or really like make sure that you do employee or company match on your 401k or again, match it, you know, max out your 401k contributions there because retirement accounts have tax advantages so either we see the tax advantage at the time of like putting the money in or we see the tax advantage of the capital gain growth so anything that grows with our investments so we you know whatever we put a thousand dollars in every month and that grows and at the end of the year we've put in twelve thousand but that grew to fifteen thousand so the difference is the three thousand dollars and that three thousand we get taxed on in a normal individual uh, investment account right and it, you will be taxed on your income tax bracket at the like when you want to pull it out I know I'm diving like straight into a lot of tax implications here, but that's kind of basically what it comes down to. The account you choose uh, really comes down to the tax advantages. And so when we're choosing a retirement account, you get tax benefits through the form of reduced tax or sometimes in the case of no tax at all, depending on the account that you choose. That's more so in the, the US. We don't quite have that um, so much in Australia as closely but a super account in Australia still does get you get uh, tax-free capital gains and it's exactly the same with some of your investment options um, inside investment accounts in the US so why does this matter and you might be thinking well obviously we choose that right Here's the thing. It doesn't always make sense for everyone. For example, if you are on a really low income tax rate right now, it might make, might not make sense to put money in or max out your contributions depending on the tax rate you're charged at. And this is kind of where it gets a little bit fuzzy. 
essentially it comes down to you making a decision around your income tax rate today versus your income tax rate when you're planning to take out those funds from that retirement account. And this is where having a good accountant comes into play. So a lot of people tend to think that they need a financial advisor or planner when actually a lot of the the decisions come down to tax planning, which really the best person is there for a tax accountant because that's what they specialize in. Everything else is just choosing to invest whatever you need to in each of those things. Now there's I know I'm going through a lot of stuff here. I go through so much more detail inside investing bootcamp so you can make the decision around what accounts to choose and then obviously what to invest in. But when it comes to making that decision, so for example, this is how your contributions to your retirement accounts are taxed. In Australia, it's taxed, your super is taxed at a rate of 15%, regardless of your um, income tax rate. So depending on what you earn with your income, if you earn, you know, if you're below the income tax threshold, then your contributions are going to be less than that. So it really just depends. Obviously, you don't want to pay more for your tax. However, the capital gains inside your super account are tax free. So you don't pay that. In the US, it depends on the account that you choose. So for example, a Roth account, your contributions are after tax. So you have to pay tax on any income you earn. And then essentially the money that you're left with, you can put into your Roth account. You can max it out to a max of currently it's 6K. But then your growth inside your Roth account are tax-free. So any capital gains inside that is completely tax-free when you choose to take it out. In the UK, it's different again. <laughs> kind of, it's it's actually quite complicated in the UK, but essentially you you get um, contrib- so your contributions are worth up to 100% of your annual earnings of tax relief. So you get tax relief at the time that you contribute. Then. Uh, most of the cap gains are not taxed. Here is the final decider. And this really tends to, for some people, trump the decision around tax and what to put in. The government controls your retirement account. And that one for me is probably the biggest decider. (laughs) So... Certainly for, I haven't investigated properly into the nitty gritty details for the UK, but I know definitely, absolutely without a shadow of a doubt that the fees for retirement accounts in the US and Australia, so super accounts in Aussie and 401ks and Roths in the US, the fees are considerably higher. Not so much for Roth, but definitely 401ks. The like 401k fees can be like unbelievably insane. <laughs> Plus, the investment options are often limited by your employer. In Australia, your super fees tend to be so much higher. I can't even tell you. Um, rather than just contributing in a normal investment account. Now you might be like, well, the difference in fees it's only a couple of percent versus you know I get I get to take um, out 
my total contributions or my total growth, my total account in that retirement account tax-free on capital gains, then obviously that's a massive difference, right? You might be like, well, if my income tax rate is going to be whatever, 25% on cap gains, then a difference in a couple of percent in fees is that's huge. So obviously I just pay the fees. No, that's actually not the case. And this is where understanding percentage and compound interest in fees uh, is really important to see visually. And obviously in a podcast, I can't show you, but to see visually the difference of, so if you're paying 2% in a 401k or a super fund fee, which by the way, is not, that's not abnormal. That's actually pretty common. If you are not clear on exactly how your account and investment options are structured, then you could easily pay that. But so if you're paying 2% on the balance every single year, that's every single year. Mm -hmm. And you say you only receive 8%. Say you're in a diversified portfolio, you're not 100% stocks or whatever. Like, as you know, I mentioned a lot of the time their returns on the stock market is about 10% year on year. That's the average. But if you have diversified and you're investing in other stuff, maybe, you know, you're in bonds or whatever, then maybe it's at 8%. Let's just go conservative round number there. If you're paying 2% per year, then you're only therefore receiving 6% because it's on the total. So people tend to think that it's 2% of the 6% that you earn. No, it's 2% of your entire capital. And this is why it really, really matters because you're paying that year on year on year. And so an investment account in a retirement fund that is receiving 2% of fees every year and grows to, let's just say $500,000, then you end up paying over $100,000 in fees. And the difference... Say, for example, if you were to take out the capital gains, may actually not outweigh the benefit of getting tax-free capital gains. And I know I'm getting like super nitty-gritty and maybe you're like eyes are glazing over at this point. (laughs) I actually explain this visually inside my free investing class um, on the impact of fees. So if you haven't taken that, head to you can just head to misswealthy.com and you'll see it as the first link to check it out um and i explain like visually what like what the actual impact is and so this understanding isn't something that everyone fully has and so i don't want you to follow blindly on this kind of quote-unquote advice of max out your contributions without you fully understanding the impact one fees but then the other is uh the control So the control factor for me is a really big thing because I don't want the government to dictate to me how much I can take out per year and what I'm allowed to take out. So the government dictates that your our retirement age, like the time at which we are allowed to take it out for depending on where you are in the US, it kind of starts from 55 in Australia, it kind of starts from 60 to 65, depending on your circumstances. But my plan is certainly is to retire before that, <clears throat> but I can't touch any retirement fund until I hit that, hit that age. Otherwise I'll be, penal- like, we'll be penalized. Most people 
in any country is penalized if you take out any more. In the UK, you can take out 25% in a lump sum, but anything else then you're charged. So then you start to see, hmm, I'm restricted on what I can take out. The government controls when I can touch it and I have higher fees and limited investment options based on the retirement fund that I'm in. So then you start to kind of go, well, it's, it's a, it's, it's controlled, right? And that may be important to you and it may not be. If you just don't care and you're like, no, I, for example, plan on having a crap ton of money by the time I retire. I want millions of dollars in my retirement account and I want to take out a lot and therefore my income tax threshold will be really high. Then obviously it might make sense for you to really max them out all of the time because then you get, you know, if you're contributing a lot in um, dollars into those accounts and you're maxing all of them out, and you still have money to invest in additional invest like individual investment accounts, then it might make sense for you. And I say might and maybe and perhaps like really lightly because I cannot stress how individual each person's circumstance is. And all we can do is plan, right? We can plan for this date that we say, for example, want to retire and we can plan to you know, have a lower or higher income tax rate at the time that we want to take the money out, for example. However, we don't know what's going to happen in 10 years. Like if you had said to yourself, imagine yourself 10 years ago. And if you had said, this is what's going to happen in 10 years, I'm going to be in this place in this position and have this, you know, this family, this job, this money, whatever. For most of us, we probably wouldn't have predicted where we are. I certainly would have, and most people I speak to certainly do not. And so all we can do is plan based where we think it's going to be now and just, you know, put that in place, knowing that it's going to change. And here's the thing. You get to change your mind at any point. You can, you know, start maxing out contributions now and then stop and not max out contributions and then max it out in an individual account, for example. But it's important for you to stop and think about what you want for you rather than anyone else tell you this is what you should do. So particularly I'm seeing a lot of people like, unfortunately in the finance space of fin finfluences of like people saying you have to, you, sh you should max out your, you know, your Roth account or whatever, or you should max out your 401k or you should max out your super. Not necessarily. And saying that without understanding your individual um, circumstances, your goals, ooh, it's misguided, I've got to say. And I want you to be empowered to make the best decision for you. You might come to the conclusion that actually it makes total sense. I'm going to be very transparent and say I do not max out my retirement account. So obviously I'm in Australia and I don't max out my super. Uh because I want the control, particularly also because I trade a large portion of my account. So I have some investments, I have property, but I also am a trader for many of you know that. And you can't do that easily in a super account. Uh, you can do it with an SMSF in Australia, but only beyond a certain um, 
threshold, which now makes sense for me, but doesn't for a lot of people. And so it depends also on your goals. Like there is no way, for example, that I could achieve the goals that I have and the returns that I can get from trading with my retirement account, like a standard individual retirement account that that doesn't work for me. So hopefully this has given you a little bit of insight for you to think about. And I hope also that you can approach a retirement account with a view of seeing it as something that is exciting and and something that you're looking forward to creating rather than, oh, I'm going to be really old and I won't be the prime of my life. Um, and then obviously outside of your account, your retirement accounts, you have the option to un- for unlimited contributions in an individual investment account, which, uh, you know, you, everyone can, can do. You just don't get the benefits. But I do want to finally say that another thing that impacts this is there's not a lot of understanding for people. So I hope this has shed some light that this does not apply in the UK, but it does for Australia and the US, that you get a 50% reduction on capital gains. So let's just say you have, you want to take out $100,000 at the time of, you know, your quote unquote retirement age. Let's just say, you know, you're like, no, I'm, I want to retire at 50 or 55. Okay. And you want to take out or live on $100,000. Therefore, Anything outside of a retirement account, well, actually, you couldn't take anything out of a retirement account at that point, but let's just say you have an individual investment account. Then if you take out $100,000 of that year, then you would be taxed at an income tax rate of not that rate of $100,000, because what happens is you actually get a 50% reduction on any investments you've held for longer than 12 months and if you've been investing for years then it's prorated essentially so they can you essentially are taking out investments that you invested in you know five years ago 10 years ago 20 years ago and more and so you actually pay 50 percent less in capital gains in the u.s it's kind of it's it's actually tiered based on your income tax bracket um, and it's up to about 45 percent so it changes i go through in a, a lot more detail in this inside investing bootcamp to run through like specifically how it actually works but i wanted to shed some light on that because people kind of talk about that's the whole benefit of maxing out your contributions for a retirement account but you actually get 50 percent reduction in an individual account anyway, and you have lower fee potential and more investment options in an individual account. So that's just a lot to consider, right? (laughs) So if you want me to cover this in more detail or you have questions about this, then shoot us a DM in Instagram and we, you know, can see if we can add it to the podcast list. Obviously there are some things that can't go into extreme detail in one episode because a it starts to bring in all these other things that I need to talk about which is why I have investing bootcamp the full program but then also I need to show you visually so it's not as easy with podcast but that has definitely given you some food for thought I know and then you can come to a, a 
decision around what you want to do. And it might be both and it might be some of both. It might be like contribute your minimum into your retirement accounts and, you know, not into others, but max out your individual. The other thing too is if you're planning on moving, uh, so this is another reason I don't max out my retirement account, but if you're planning on moving in the future and, you know, obviously no one plans on (laughs) meeting someone that doesn't live in your home country and then you moving overseas for the rest of your life, but that can obviously happen. But if you are planning on moving, then you do not want to max out your retirement account because there are limits on you chasing citizenship, for example. Most of the time it's very difficult and you cannot transfer um, retirement account funds unless um, you're heavily penalized. Like some of them are like up to 50%, which is why I actually did not start or therefore even max out my UK pension when I lived there. Okay. That's it. (laughs) Hope this has been helpful for you and I will see you next week. If you're not part of the Ms. Wealthy movement yet, make sure you head over to Instagram and hang out with me there. I am at Ms. Wealthy Official. And if you need anything else, head to MsWealthy.com and you can get all the info that you need. Find us on Facebook as well. And hey, I'd also love if you can drop a review on iTunes. It supports us massively and it means the freaking world.